Dominique Everly shows out again to help the Aggies beat Wyoming in football. We discuss the upcoming game against Boise. Uh, basketball advances to 5-0 and and climbs to 15th in the nation. And Barstool joins us on the show today on Behind the Bowl. All right, so we want to thank Barstool for joining us. Um, if you just want to go ahead and give kind of a brief overview of what the Barstool brand is and kind of what your role with it is. Yeah, of course. So the Barstool brand, uh, they, they have an Instagram, Twitter page for each campus across the nation. And what they're trying to do with that is promote the social and sports scene at, at their school. So, you know, with, with us, we're trying to build that social and sports scene at Utah State. Nice. Yep. So I know that you guys have kind of a big sports background. Uh, what, what would you say is your favorite sport to watch at Utah State and why? That's a great question. I, uh, I would say hockey and basketball. Um, hockey because there's so much action that you know, there's, there's no really timeouts. The coaches get one right. timeout per game. So other than penalties, it's continuous action, a lot, lot of hitting. Yeah. Um, and the other aspect that I like is that the hockey guys are, it's just a club sport for them. So, um, you know, it's not like they're Division One athletes. They, they have other things going on, and it's, it's cool to see them, um, you know, get, get a lot of fans that they have. And then, of course, I love watching basketball. I mean, ranked number 15 in the nation. Yeah, that's that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You Did know? hockey come back from, like, a crazy victory a few nights ago, right? Last, Arizona University, and with six minutes left in the third, they were down two, but they, they scored three goals in four minutes and came back. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, we beat them in, we beat BYU, and so, I mean, hockey team's killing it. I love it. Yeah. I, I really wish I could go to more hockey games. I, I go to quite a few. I'd probably go to five or six a season, and they're super fun. I mean, students really show, show out for it. Oh, yeah. There's some crazy fans. That's awesome. Okay, so first we're going to talk about football. Um, we're just going to kind of recap the, the game against Wyoming. Um, so coming in, the Aggies look pretty good. Um, a, a lot of the issues that we've seen in previous games seem to be kind of ironed out. Um, it was a slow start at the beginning. Neither team was really making much progress offensively. Um, and then finally, Mariner caught an 80-yard touchdown to tie the game at a touchdown apiece in the second quarter. Uh, Wyoming answered, tying the game again. And then the rest of the night was the Eberle show. Uh, four straight field goals, a total of 140 field goal yards. Um, and then we finished the night winning 26-21. Uh, so I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good night. So uh, barstool for you. Uh, do you feel like we kind of have a team built around a kicker right now? I think we have a team that re can rely on on our kicker um, in a lot of in a lot of different situations. And he he can hit under pressure like we saw in in Fresno, and, and he can hit yeah. from he can hit from length, which is amazing. So I think we're we're we're, we're built to re rely on him when we need to. And we've seemed to uh, need to rely on him a lot this season. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that kind of worries me about that is what if they're. Well, I mean, what happens on the nights that he's not feeling it? You know, because we've seen the past few games, like he's he's been feeling it. He's been great, but I don't know. What do you think, Jackson? Do you think that if that that's such a dangerous thing to rely so heavily on a kicker? I mean, that's pretty unheard of in college football. I don't know. He was definitely the MVP, you could say, for the last game. Like he, he's, he's broke so many records. I mean, didn't he set the Mountain West record for yeah. some of the most points? Like he, Everly is, is the man right now for Utah State. I think as long as he just continues to hit three or four every game, we'll be fine. And if our defense can hold up, I don't, I'm not too worried about our team. I mean, we have momentum going into Boise. But, I mean, to be honest, like if Everly keeps playing the way he's doing – 
I'm not too worried. I don't think we're relying too much on them. Okay. Um, so let's talk about tomorrow's game then against Boise. So Boise's coming into this matchup 9-1. and one. They're ranked 20th in the nation. They've had some close wins against some subpar schools, um, but – you know, they've only lost that one game against BYU. The Aggies, 6-4. and four. We've had a roller coaster of a season, uh, to say the least. Uh, we've talked about that quite a bit on the show already. Um, so Jordan Love exited the game uh, against Wyoming, um, and he's unofficially, unofficially questionable for tomorrow's game. Um, according to the Mountain West Wire, it looks like sophomore Henry Columbia will start for us. Um, so against conference teams, to kind of give a background about Columbia, he has about a 62% pass completion, which is good. Um, but it's a small sample size. We only have he's only thrown for 143 yards. Um, so, and that's that's understood because he's been living in the shadow of Jordan Love. Um, so, what do you guys think is more likely if Columbia starts, which is pretty sounds like it's a pretty likely scenario? Do you think it's more likely that we'll have a three point win against Boise or a 30 point loss? I'll go first here. I I that's really tough, but I'm gonna go with three point win, and here's why. Here's why we have momentum. Okay, Boise State nearly lost to San Jose State. I mean, yes, we got destroyed by BYU, and Boise lost to BYU, but that, that was in the past. I mean, we've, we've come a long way. From, I mean, I, I like to think of it like in the past, but to be honest, more likely a three-point win. Okay. And the reason why I say that is if our secondary can play good and if Everly can kick those field goals and if Columbia can have a decent game if he, if he starts, then I can see it happening just because we're at home. And this is it. This is all we got. And we got really nothing to lose, yeah. to be honest. Like, it feels like we're kind of backed into a corner right now. And that, that is when we fight the hardest. Yeah. So I can see that point. I could see a three-point win being likely for that reason. What about you? I, I could also see a win here. Um, I know our student section is going to be wild. It's the last home game of the season. Um, it's, it's Boise State. It's a pretty big rivalry game. They're ranked number, they're ranked number 20, you said? Yeah. yeah so that, I mean, that, that's going to hype everything up. And one thing I was reading is the Boise – State quarterback, they don't know if he's going to be in either. Um, I, I was reading right. the ESPN article about the game, so uh, it, it's just going to be a game-time decision for Jordan Love and the Boise State quarterback. Um, and I also think if, if Columbia comes in, I, I feel like he's pretty confident, and I, I know he likes to run a lot too. He, he's fast, he's quick, so we'll see what our offense can do with Columbia. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, so we're listed right now, ESPN's listing us at 32% for the win. But I know something that ESPN doesn't usually take into account is, is, I mean, they do take into account home field advantage, but not to the extent of what the herd can provide. Um, right. we've, we've upset the ESPN predictions quite a few times due to our student section. So I agree. If, if we can show out, I think, and really give the support, uh, build that herd support back, I think that I could see it. Um, if not, if, if it's kind of like last game or it's more of a no-show with students, I could see a 30-point loss being, being the more likely scenario. Um, all right, so we'll shift gears to basketball. It's kind of more down your alley, Barstool, so we'll talk about basketball a little bit. Um, there's a lot to unpack. Uh, so for Monday night uh, the, in the Spectrum, we hosted uh, the University of Texas San Antonio. Um, the game started out kind of less than impressive. Um, it was a slow start for us. Um, it seems like it's kind of a trend lately. Um, but we eventually picked up our slow start, and uh, we finally started playing like ourselves again. Uh, Sam Merrill hit an impressive string of five uh, made shots behind the arc. Justin Bean collected a double-digit rebounds for the fourth game of the season. Um, and Diogo Brito showed out off the bench for us, uh, 17 points off the bench. So it was, it was super impressive for Diogo. Um, 
so the Aggies, you know, we put the seal on the on the night, 82-50, a typical, you know, 30-point-plus win. Um, right now we're actually fifth in the nation for point differential. Um, you know, that's understood given the teams we've played. Um, but I've got to ask, uh, so we've talked about in the past how it seems like there's kind of a different player step up um, for each game to kind of help manage the load for Sam Merrill, um, which I think is our biggest strength this year for the Aggies. So who do you guys think will play the biggest role in playing bigger teams like LSU and keeping our top 15 ranking? Honestly, I love the way Diogo played. If he plays like that every single game, we're going to go really far this season. I mean, I already expect us to, to go well. I already expect us to maybe break top 13, top 12. We keep playing at yeah. this rate. But if Diogo plays like the way he did with that energy, I mean, the spectrum, it was, it was going crazy. I was loving it. So I honestly think if he plays like that, I mean, Sam Merrill's always consistent pretty much, and Justin Bean's getting those boards every time. I think we'll go really far, and that will be the biggest difference yeah. to beat um, teams like LSU. So you would say that the biggest role player is Diogo. I'm someone, go, someone strong I'm off go the team bench. Diogo right okay. now. Yeah. Okay, perfect. What about you? Who do you think I is? Would, I would generalize the top players as just our, our whole bench. Um, yeah. we, we, have a lot of, we, we have a lot of depth. We really do. If you yeah. look at the last five games – Sam Merrill's been the points leader twice in, in those games, and, and at the other games, someone stepped up. And last game against UTSA, Diogo was right behind him um, with those top points. So uh, Diogo's defense is incredible. Uh, he's he's very agile. You know, he's he's locked down D, get, gets a lot of steals. So uh, I would say the bench probably with Diogo and out. Alfonso. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, I was gonna say Alfonso as well. Yeah. It's good. Uh, he's been, he's been really consistent for us. Uh, the last game, he was kind of in the same funk as some of the other players. But I think that that's just something that happens. That that seems like a, a pretty consistent trend every game. Is it's just it's a different player to one game, and then they can kind of pick up the slack for others. Um, so, what do you guys think? If if we beat LSU, what what do you guys think our ranking will move to? Because the LSU isn't ranked anymore. But they are still a good team. It's projected about 50-50. So what do you think our ranking would be? I think we would probably go one or, one or two spots. Yeah. On what happens with, with, with the other college basketball teams uh, this, this week. Um, LSU is 3-1 and one right now. And just because they're a big school, it'll probably get more recognition of, of a win for us. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I think one or two spots. I, I mean, it's a good win. I mean, we, we also play St. Mary's this month as well. And so – we got a good month of November left for basketball, and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I, I think it. I don't think it'll change our ranking too much, but I think it'll help kind of the resilience of our ranking. And so, if we do beat LSU, I don't think we're going to move up too much. But then it'll help if we, you know, lose some games. I think the AP will see that and be like, okay, well, they did beat LSU, and they're a better team. Because right now, I mean, like I said, we're listed so high on the point differential. We're just kind of, but I think a lot of people are looking at us like, okay, but, like, who have they played so far, you know? Um, yeah, we are beating that. teams by 30, 40 a night, but <laughs> what what types of teams are we playing? Exactly, um, yeah. So, yeah, I that's the thing. I, th I think the LSU game is so important because it'll help the AP see that, okay, we are an actual team that can play actual big teams. Uh, I think it was kind of like – Last year with the with the NCAA tournament, you know, we, we did so well in the Mountain West, and then people were like, okay, so then, but then how are they going to do in the NCAA tournament? And then we went to the NCAA tournament, and, and we had that tough loss against, you know, a team with a better defense than we'd ever played before. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think bench is going to be the most important um, thing for us. So, um, yeah, so uh, coming up, 
we got the uh, the game against LSU today. Um, there's a watch party here on campus in the TSC. It's at five tomorrow. The game against Boise, I believe that's a night game. It's eight thirty. Eight thirty. So a cold one. Cold, late game. Is Marshall going to provide us with some blankets and give us some gear? I mean, how are we <laughs> yeah. doing? Come on, man. Let's very see. possible. We're going to be tailgating, uh, hopefully, around 8.30 in the morning. So, you okay. know, last, last game of the season. So we're Just in the parking lot like or where's tailgating? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be in the parking lot. All right, so I got a quick question for you, uh, Marshall, before we wrap up here. I mean, everyone loves the videos. They're pretty funny. I mean, majority. I feel like majority of Utah State students that are pretty involved follow the page. Um, like, how did you get the role? What do you like about it in terms of, like, the barstool? Yeah, so I, I got the role. They were – last year when the page started, there was just one person running it. And that person needed some help. He reached out and told me, hey, Eric, I'm running this board for barstool and barstool USU. Message the page and we'll get set up interviews. That's pretty much what happened. Um, and you get paid for that or you just kind of do yeah, it? Yeah, if, if you hit – your monthly requirements, or if you're at a, um, say, there's three schools in the nation or five schools in the nation that have the most followers that month, then Barstool sends you a check for $100. Nice. Um, that is really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's um, it, there is a contract you sign. It's not just like you get the keys to the account and you're in. There's a, yeah. there's a little bit more to it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am a student at U- Utah State. I'm a junior. And um, yeah, it, it's fun to see the the fun part is to see what everyone submits in, into the messages yeah. so you can watch it and just, you I'm know, sure you get so many videos that are just like so whack. They're just like, what are you sending me? Yeah. Something <laughs> that you don't really understand or that's just yeah. frankly not funny, but it, it's, it's uh, enjoyable to see those. It's probably videos. pretty entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. So is, that's that, good. is that your favorite part about being involved with bar school? Is just kind of like, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Be, being able to see what's submitted before we put it out. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of like the underground marketing of Utah State sports, so right. to speak. But it's right. kind of like the stuff you never see only on Barstool. It's kind of unique. Exactly, because it's not really some. You know, sometimes it's stuff that the herd account or the athletics account can't post because right. of their image. But our image is a little bit more loose and college atmospheric. So yeah, we yeah, cool. we have a little bit more freedom to, to post that's those awesome. things. That's awesome. I think I think that every school needs something. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a social outlet um, that some school-related accounts can't hit. But I do got a question for you guys. Okay. How do you feel about NCAA NCAA players getting paid based off their image? Um, So we've kind of talked about this amongst ourselves off off air. Um, For me, I think it's a great thing. Personally, I think that those athletes, I think it's something that they deserve. And I think it kind of... I think what it's going to do mostly is keep athletes in college longer um, because, you know, people that are so talented, like you look at Zion Williams, for example, you know, he was in, in college just for a year. He did the, the one and done system. And then, you know, a big part of it is because they, they want to get paid. They want to get paid for, for what they are instead of just, you know, all the money going to the NCAA. So I think it's a lot more fair for the players. And I think it's going to encourage a lot more college basketball. Um, in particular, college football as well, but I think mostly college basketball. I mean, yeah, we we talked about it's a great question. Um, honestly, when you think about it, if they can make money off their image and likeness, I mean, the, from the business side, these athletes can start. I mean, they've already kind of started early, but they can start at age thirteen, fourteen, just kind of build up that following. And once they hit college, they could be making a lot more money than what they have been. And yeah. They, 
I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these athletes are probably making pretty good money anyway before. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's always like the, I mean, you heard of Reggie Bush, you know, getting paid under the table. Yeah. All there's, that stuff. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of athletes go through this, and it's not like a huge surprise to some, but I think it's cool. I think it's, I think it's, I'm glad that the NCAA is kind of like allowing the media and athletes to make money from their hard work because they work their tails off they work their whole lives right. to mm -hmm. get into the league. So Yeah, what, what's your opinion on it? So I'm not, I agree with what you guys are saying. Um, the one thing about it is it based off image and likeliness is the, the like, can you guys name one offensive lineman on our team? Like, do you know? Yeah, that's you tough. Know, I mean, I, I understand your point, yeah. For this quarterback right. making all this money. It's going to be tough for these offensive linemen, these like unskilled players, I guess you right. could say, which is which I, I don't like when people call them skilled players and unskilled players. I guess it's not I as see. popular players. Yeah, so it, right, say. not as popular players. But they're still and, a huge role. And to their the team. quarterback's going to be making whatever amount of money. Yeah, I and, see. And, you know, you have to block for this guy. And yeah. That, that's my only thing with it. But yeah. as far as keeping athletes in college longer with the basketball, that you know, that's amazing. You don't want to see these one and dones or or these top picks out of high school going to New Zealand to play basketball. Right. You know, you'd rather see them in the college realm yeah. than March Madness and things. Yeah, but I definitely see that. So is, is your argument, if I understand it, is, are you just saying um, that, like, for example, a quarterback that has a more um, popular role and he would get paid more technically, uh, you think that, do you think that that would just be a problem within the team culture with, like, the quarterback boosting his ego too much and then, you know, these offensive linemen, these, you know, this left tackle that's got a block for this guy's blind side. Right. What, you know, what's – he's not getting a percentage of that. So is that just kind of what you're saying? It's yeah, just a little I, I unfair? Yeah, I think it might be a little just destructive to the team if, yeah. if you have five guys that aren't and, – and if I'm correct, if they're being paid just off their image and, and likeliness – um, you know, I, I would bet that the majority of, of students on all campuses can't name an offensive lineman, but everyone can name the quarterback and, right, and, right. A, and a wide receiver, running mm. back, things like that. Yeah. You know, so that um, if that's how it, the money breakdown is, that might get a little iffy for yeah. the team, especially yeah, I mean, in the locker room behind closed doors, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And I would also argue, too, though, so, like, if the team is having a good season, I mean, take, like, Alabama. I mean, two is out. But let's say, like, Tua was having a great season if he could make money off of that. If he, like, involved the offensive line in how he, you know, promoted himself and did advertisements, yeah. I can see how it could benefit them. For sure. But there needs to be, like, a line drawn. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, they're not the most – but they still make good money in the NFL, but we're talking college. Yeah, So exactly. I, I, think, yeah. I think it's true. Maybe there just needs to be a better – connection between the quarterback and the offensive line right. but you're right I, I i can see how that can be a problem so yeah i, I didn't think about that too i'm much. sure yeah i didn't think about that either and i'm sure there'll be kinks in the first couple years of when it's effective you know For and sure. i'm sure the ncaa will have to come through yeah. with with some rules and things if they see you know uh systematically that's not working like they thought it would um, I know that it took them a long time to get here for a reason, so yeah. there's got to be some pretty solid reasons for why they don't want that to, to be a thing, but they finally caved, so we'll see how it goes, and yeah, sure. hopefully it's not too unfair for those types of players. Yeah, as long as NCAA football comes back on the Xbox. And right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's all, that's all we all care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, looking forward, uh, we got the game against basketball game against LSU tonight, watch party at 5 um, tomorrow night. Uh, Boise game for football, 8.30 in the Mavericks Stadium. It's going to be a cold one, but 
let's all show out and go support our Aggies. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and then be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Spotify as well. And thanks, Barstool, for being on the show with us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. All right.